0: Listening to the world's loudest podcast. The world's loudest podcast by Revolver Magazine. And now your hosts, Zena Cota and Chris Enriquez.
1: World's Loudest Podcast. You already know what it is, bringing rock and roll to your very eardrums. What's going on? I am Zena, your host of Revolver Magazine's lovely podcast, and this one's a real special one. I know I always say that. It's like, oh, this is going to be a special one, but no, I promise. This one's going to be really good. We got Max Cavalera on board. Yes, that is a man who I've waited my entire career to talk to. And let's just say that it was absolutely no small fee for me. I was like shaking seriously. It's one of the few people I was like, Oh my god, you are a glorious man who I grew up listening to, and now you're here in front of my face. Well, he tells us about Brazil, how the band got together, how you know those two guys just rocked it through the ranges <laughs> and made it happen. 20 years of roots. Can you believe it's really been that long? And it was really a pivotal album to help like revert. The way that people listen to metal added a little culture in there. And I got to say, one of my fave albums of all time. If you haven't went on a revisit, it's worth it. We got a throwback with one of the signature tracks from that in just a few minutes, as well as my interview. Also interviewed the guys in Oni who are dropping a new album November 25th on Metal Blade Records. Really love these dudes. Actually went out to have drinks with them not too long ago, maybe a few days ago, and they drank me under the table. That's not really saying a lot for myself. But they are a nice little mix of some prog rock, mixed with little metal, kind of the extreme opposite on that bloody roots tour that they went on with, um not sepultura, let's just say, as pure sepulturas are gonna get, and it seemed to go really well for them. So metal living all in one fine place. Check it out. You can hit us up at our socials at Revolver Mag across the board. Make sure to leave us some comments and some love. And if you haven't heard yet, head on down to head on down to RevolverMag.com to read about our little crowning jewel. We've announced that we're going to be doing the Epiphone sponsored Revolver Music Awards. That's going to be happening in good old New York City in December, on December 13th. 13th at Webster Hall which is like a signature place if you're a metalhead or hardcore fiend or any of those things <laughs> you could see all the best live music there well Dave Mustaine and my ex-boss Jose Mangan are going to be heading up the hosting duties and you can also see tons of cool bands and vote for all of the different categories So do it, buddy. You can also get tickets to come hang out with us. And maybe, you never know, we might give you a chance to check it out. Let us know what you are most excited to see. You can even get some live streaming opportunities. So if you're on the other side of the world, well, you can just watch it from far away and watch us freezing. You know what's up. Well, check it out. I also got some new music from a band called Activate, flexing my hardcore muscles, featuring the one, the only, Freddie Madball. Get ready to rock, baby. I've been waiting for that since I was 13. <laughs> You're listening to the World's Laddest Podcast. We're on this amazing, lovely luxury bus <laughs> um, that we have here with Max Cavalera, kind of, a, kind of an important person in the history of metal. Just a little bit. Just, just, a, little little bit, bit just cool. a little bit. Just um, a little bit. It's pretty oh, yeah. bald out. I'm actually impressed at how beautiful your bus is right now.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. It's home. You know, we've been here now for near two months.
1: Well, you got to give it all the amenities at that point, right? Yeah. It actually... <laughs>
2: You, where you're sitting is where we sleep. Oh. Yeah. Well, this so is not uh, a
1: bad place to sleep at um, all. <laughs> so I cool. noticed your People magazine there. That's <laughs> Gloria's section. She keeps stuff. up on the latest gossip for sure. Yeah, she's got the cream of crab soup. <laughs> and
2: <laughs> good People choice.
1: Magazine. And I got Air your Head. Airheads. I got Airheads. Now we know we know what your metal. kryptonite is. Airheads is metal. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty metal. Actually, it literally was metal in the '90s. <laughs> Well, speaking of, all right, so you just told me an awesome off-the-cuff story. Um, We're celebrating 20 years of Roots. Pretty much one of the biggest albums for anybody who grew up in my generation, you know, and I just think it's incredible the story you just told me about, like, getting signed to Roadrunner and kind of some of the past. Uh, Take us through the journey of what it was like to get to that point.
2: Yeah, well, um, it really kind of started from nothing, from nowhere. I mean, me and Igor were very young when we got into rock. It was after uh, we saw Queen playing Sao Paulo. Uh
1: because Brazil loves
2: rock music too. Yeah, but before that we only liked soccer. You know, that's uh, <laughs> you know that was us. Our we we were, we, we were uh, you know our childhood was all based just on soccer and that's it. Um but then uh my cousin took us took me and Igor to see Queen and it automatically we became rockers.
1: Oh it was nice funny.
2: You know like next day I went and bought Queen Life Killers and Igor bought kids alive too <laughs> you know and we start uh finding people I remember there was a place called AmMA it was um uh, was a, uh, a musical uh place to learn instruments you know kind of like a school music school oh nice and we used to go there and hang out with the long haired dudes that like ACDC and priest you found like minded uh, people yeah it's like this, I want to be like that's those guys right? <laughs> that's what's what at you know and uh and then, so, we started liking that stuff and got into the, you know, ACDC, Black Sabbath. Um,
1: the gateway but drugs. it wasn't until <laughs> we
2: got heavier, once we discovered Slayer and Venom, that gave the seed the idea to make it a band, Sepultura. Uh, and it was because of another Brazilian band called Dorso Atlantica. We went to see them play live, and they were like the Brazilian Venom, and they just were awesome. And Very dark. And we were all like, If they can do it, we can do (laughs) it. We're all all from Brazil, you know? There's no difference, you know? Uh, So we formed a band, me and Igor, you know, we formed Sepultura. And we had the name before anything else, uh, which was a name, uh, I I used to translate uh, songs from records that's how i learned english by the way oh really yeah most of it we had a little bit in school like hooked
1: on phonics (laughs) but
2: really translating black Sabbath records entirely the whole just to know what ozzy was talking about you know and then i'll translate our maiden records and i was translating a motorhead record (laughs) which is another perfect day it has a song called dancing on your grave and grave is yeah And right there, we got the name.
1: You just knew. It yeah. has it has a nice ring. Yeah. <laughs> it's done you pretty well.
2: And then we used to sing in Portuguese first. Portuguese. So, like, the first songs were Cristo, which is, like, Antichrist. Yeah. And Guerrilla, um, which is guerrilla. But uh, we decided to start singing in English. But we thought, let's keep the name, because the name school in Portuguese. I don't know why, but we didn't change the name. We just changed the lyrics to English. And that's what we did the first EP. That's so that's how you have
1: integrated basically like the American side of things or the English, well English culture into things.
2: What we love was in English. The bands we love all, Hellhammer, Discharge, Venom, Slayer, all sing in English. So we have to sing, sound like them, you know?
1: <laughs> well, you brought up an interesting point before, which I think like if you grow up, I mean, I have immigrant parents, like if you grow up in a different country, The way that you discover american music is through like trading and trading tapes so you were telling me about like just your tape trading uh that was big yeah like the network back in the day you know even for me like if i found a hot boy i was like can you make me a cool tape and that's how you knew like that
2: was and uh and it was huge because you know that's kind of like how we that's how kind of we discover bands was by tape trading because uh, a lot of those uh, uh a lot of those guys training stuff would tell us about other bands we should listen to you know totally and, and that was really cool um
1: limited resources too
2: and there was a lot of st- a lot of crazy stuff i mean i remember uh, i had a uh i learned to play guitar so i could play a little bit you know <laughs> i was never i still n- not good but you know um i had a i had a, a student <laughs> was learning guitar from me from you <laughs> it's a crazy concept <laughs> anyway uh I got him to buy a fake autograph of Millie from Creator, which I did myself. What? Yeah, he, was a, he was this young kid. He was like 12 years old. And he was really into Creator. And I'm like, oh, you like Creator?
1: Times are I tough, have, huh? I have, a, <laughs> I, have
2: a, I have a Millie autograph you can buy for like, I don't know, 20 Brazilian dollars, you know? So I sold the, the fake autograph. I told Millie the story about it. He was laughing. He was like, got to do what you got to do, man. I mean, like, listen, so when times are I tough. I use you. I use <laughs> you to make some money.
1: Well, you got to have a little street hustle, you know, especially when you're a musician growing up and trying to make a living out of it. We did tons of that.
2: Like my microphone, my first microphone was uh, robbed from a pop band. You know, we went to see this pop band, and I told the guys, just launch me on the stage when the lights are <laughs> dark. <laughs> I don't take it. I grabbed the mic, shoved it on my pants. Dude. I jumped back in the crowd. We got our mic. That's it was, so gangster. Everything was like that. It was like it was like group it was like it was like a battle you know yeah
1: but that's so um, it's like a real punk rock e- ethic you know what i mean yeah. like diy like we got to get it done you know
2: yeah yeah uh, in fact like when uh there it was, it was, it was another singer from a, a punk band uh ratos de Porão gordo Ratos, and uh, he came to, to stay with us in in balo and he was uh, the one thing he mentioned was um he said yeah you guys i know you guys you guys play metal you guys are punks. Right? <laughs> yeah. We had no fucking money. Like, we had holes in our shoes, holes in our, you know, pants. Like, the place we practiced, had no roof. It was ghetto, man. You know, it was... Fun. No luxuries. Yeah, nah, nah. Third world, <laughs> you know. And uh, so he's like, you guys might play metal, but you're punks. I you <laughs> don't even know. Like, that's what he said, you're punks, but you don't even know. But I and think I that's that what that makes it really
1: so cool. raw, you know, like, and, it and really has man, a real feel. We never
2: lost that edge. Like, the punk stuff, we always loved it. You yeah. Know, even today, you know, we still... Talk about. It. In fact, one of the things that made Igor wanted to do this reunion tour was uh, he went to see Flag, um, which is the yeah re- the black, one, yeah. black Flag thing, and they kick ass and made him realize maybe I should do that with Max, do uh-huh. the, the Roots thing because it's 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 cool, it's important, it's 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 amazing to bring something back like that to the people that were in there or were there or whatever, you know.
1: For a new generation to actually see it live and yeah, to be able to yeah, see yeah, you yeah. guys together, you know. Like, like last
2: like, night I asked the we are playing New Mexico, and I asked the crowd, well, you know, who was around on the roots on the route set? And everybody had their hands up. So there was a kid in front of me, and he must be like 12 years old, he had his hands uh-huh. up. Like, I'm like, you were not even fucking born You're fucking yet, lying. <laughs> You're lying. Like you got caught right now lying. You were
1: even born yet, man. <laughs> that's, an opportune, that's an opportune situation yeah. to be in, though, you know. So but, it was
2: a, but it was a fun time. In fact, one of my favorite memories at that time was actually having our name on the back cover of of Death's Scream Bloody Gore. That's how you know you made off. it. That's that. That's a, that's You're influencing a Death, yeah. That's our stamp. I remember I was doing Black Flips when that <laughs> record came in my house, when, when Chuck sent me the, the album. My only regret uh, is that he didn't put Back From The Dead, a song that I really like. It's not on the album. And I wrote my letter. And <laughs> <laughs>
1: and you I mailed the letter, and actually, yeah. yeah. And
2: I the, the, the letter, the PS is, why is not Back From the Dead on your fucking <laughs> record, man? It's such I'll a fucking song, get you next time. You know? And uh, it was so cool. Uh, they, they re-released Screen Bloody Guard now.
1: Yeah, they, they, they did a whole series it, of... my letter on it. Oh, they really? They found
2: it, yeah. Somebody probably went to Chuck's house and found my original letter that Chuck had it. And they printed the letter on the release, which was really... Really touching. I, th- I thought that was really cool.
1: What an amazing relic! Like you think about bands of this time, it's what's the equivalent? You know, like what yeah. uh, an email, a text. Lost. The whole thing's lost. Yeah, but
2: it's a, it's a lost art form.
1: But it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. <laughs> so let's take it back but to. I,
2: I, I still, um, I still love technology. Even with that, like I love Spotify. Oh yeah. I discover so many bands.
1: Definitely. So
2: many, uh, Aeon and and Homewrecker and like me and my, my son mm. Igor. He's really into a lot of heavy stuff like me, you know. Yeah, like yeah. Ben is Yob, and
1: Yob's um, a good one.
2: Yeah, he, so he, he, we liked a lot of the same stuff, and uh, you know, he got me into Full of Hell, and um, I think Nails. Too, I think it was him that showed me Nails for the first time. So he's got incro- impeccable taste, of he course. He does, man. <laughs> Kid, kids, kids is good. Kids is good, and he finds a lot of stuff on the internet, and he tells me like. Pops, you got to check out this band. So I go and check it out, and I fucking love it. You, you know? have a personal
1: a and I mean, yeah, every, exactly every that's day. That's and it, ke- and it keeps
2: you modern, too, so you don't get old like those guys that get old and don't know any new bands. You know? Oh, you, yeah. You ask someone, like, oh, you, anything new good? No, everything new sucks. <laughs> anything good is only 30 years old. It's like, I don't want to be like that, that man. That can't be
1: possible, you know. there's
2: a lot of great stuff right now. Definitely. You know, go to a Full of Hell show. You know, you're going to see amazing shit being done right now by little c- it's actually scary that those kids are <laughs> what they're doing right now. And they're so good. Yeah. You know it's like scary, you know. But it's good. And there's hope for metal <laughs> when I see shit like that. No, for sure. You know, for me it's, it's amazing. It's, it's really I was talking to Nate from Converge about that. Oh nice. How how, how is uh you know there's there's actually hope for, for metal hardcore. In 2016
1: well there's access to actually be able to discover music now yeah. worldwide like yeah. there's a flattened plane of communication which you is, can talk to anybody The
2: technology part that i like it's yeah like spotify and bandcamp which i use a lot you know we're unearthing um, your secrets now max yeah. <laughs> where you find everything i don't have a uh, iphone i don't have a phone
1: and no phone at all and i
2: don't have an email address no which wow! Very proud,
1: very well, proud. I don't know who I texted before that. <laughs> Somebody, maybe it was Gloria. <laughs> Gloria. She
2: does it all. She does the whole thing. So I don't That's have why it. you need a good woman so in your I life. Old school. G- <laughs> I and commend I do, that. I do have my iPod and my Spotify and my Bandcamp that I really like. You know, so those things are like, you know, I don't trade them for nothing. I really like that a lot. Uh, in fact, I was very obsessed. I was in Europe and my whole playlist got erased. Oh no! Spotify did something which pissed me off. The whole thing got erased. So. <gasps> I came back home and had to like redo it. It was all right because I, I, I can, that's like fun for me.
1: You learn to love again. You I rediscover. All
2: the, find all the records <laughs> again. So I got to put all my Behemoth again back there. Uh, put all my Immortal records back then, you know, Dark Throne, you know everything that I like.
1: It's great to find the deep cuts, too, the things you really like. Like I have a band, there's a band I love, Harm's Way. Oh you yes. might actually, they I want are to see incredible. In the, I want to see them in Phoenix. Oh, yeah, they Phoenix, are so I good.
2: Them. I think the, the Either the bass player or guitar player is uh, from Home Record.
1: Yeah, yeah, right yeah. Right so that it's, well, it converges. That whole little group of dudes who, yeah. like, you know, it's like, it's kind of a l- like niche type scene, but yeah. I love a lot of the bands yeah. that home come from that scene. Great. Yeah. Like records. all the like Deathwish bands and stuff got like that. Shorts, uh, ah, Shouts to Harms Way. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure they were imf- um, influenced by you in some way, shape, or form, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I talked to them after the show. It was really cool. It was really nice. It was re- they were real nice guys. They were really uh excited that we were there with my son i'm you know, sure we went to just to see we pretty much went to see them uh and power trip too you know it was, it was yeah it was harm's way and those Tyler.
1: guys are great they're doing like some straight up like thrashy like yeah, throwback shit but, too uh
2: harm's won the night they kill it yeah <laughs> they were the best band by far i, I loved it I was it was such a good show i really was
1: impressed well i'm glad uh, we and, have the same taste max yeah. <laughs> well take us back 20 years So bring us to the process of Roots. Did you, I mean, and what's funny is about that album, I was a young teenage girl (laughs) in Newark, New Jersey. And uh, as I mentioned, like I had a lot of Brazilian friends and it was a really special record for us because like as an ethnic person in the rock scene, always felt weird because it always felt very white being, you know, kind of on the outskirts, never never could adhere to it. And then hearing a record like that had like a lot of like flavor, a lot of nuance, a lot of like ethnic flavor and tribal flavor that we knew in our, our music from just growing up, but it was so different and so viable, you know, at a time where new metal started coming up on the horizon. And then you had Soulfly a few years later, that kind of popped out their first album. So take us through the whole process of like getting that album together.
2: Well, this is a very interesting album, because it comes it comes from a, a real high time for us, which was Chaos AD, which is a very, very strong record. Also, yeah, very. Um, and I think the transition between Arise and Chaos AD was a, was a very important one that we, we could have done Arise part two, but we decided not to, we decided to do a, a record that's different from Arise. And which I think that was the thing, was the cool thing about Sepultura that was never repeat the same album and try to just do something different. So when we got out of Chaos AD, it's like, well, what's, what's next? What can we do next? So I kind of was like the person uh, that was, that kind of had the idea of going back to the Brazilian roots. I told the guys, uh, of course, Igor was very on board because of the percussion. Sure, he loved that. That was a natural element for him. Like for him, that'd be easy because it's in his blood.
1: And not everyone can know? do that, you know.
2: Right. So the seeds of the of the roots creation was started very little with stuff like that, and then uh, then I had the idea uh, of going to the tribe, which was from watching. Uh, a, a movie called Plays in the Fuse of the Lord. It's a three-hour-and-a-half movie with John Lithgow. Um, Sounds
1: like an epic watch. It, <laughs> it's, it's
2: hard to find. I can't I can't find. I have it on, on VHS. And in Europe, I have a, a bootleg copy on DVD, but it's it's real hard to find. Uh, but anyway, I was drunk at home. Like I like to drink wine at home. Back at that time, I'm straight edge now. But at that time, I used to drink a lot and watch the movies and trip on the movie. And I was <laughs> watching this movie and i tripping on it. It's a part of the movie where one American pilot is an tr- Indian, American Indian. He parachutes into the tribe in Brazil and go live with the natives. That gave the uh, the seed, the idea to record with the tribe. And then I remember the next day, wake up, kind of hangover. I told Gloria, I know what we want to do for Roots. <laughs> I know what's going to be in the centerpiece of Roots. We're going to Brazil. We're going to record with the tribe. And you know what her answer was? You're not Michael Jackson. We can't
1: do that. <laughs> And I was like, I love God. it. Gloria is a G, eh? <laughs> she <she's> real. <laughs> yeah.
2: And I was like, no, that can't We're doing it, Gloria. That, that can't. No. I was, I was like completely like, I'm not giving up on this. So I started making phone calls and then I found this lady called Angela. She's the a Brazilian uh, ha- uh, head office affairs of the tribal tribal nations of Brazil. She was a very important person. Oh, so there's the somebody
1: roots. to actually coordinate yes. everything together. And she
2: was cool as hell. and She loved the idea. Yeah. And uh, and I knew she wasn't a Sepultura fan. She goes, I, I don't know much about you.
1: You guys are those crazy metal guys.
2: <laughs> like, yeah, that's us. We want to record with the tribe and show our roots, our Brazilian roots, you know. And she loved that. It's a
1: moment know? of pride for the for the entire country, you so, know.
2: I think so. Roots was full of stuff like that. It was very exciting, you know. And I think for me now that I look at Roots, uh, Through the years, and I think Roots influences everybody from Slipknot to um, System of a Down all the way to Malakash and Norwegian guys. Oh, yeah,
1: Mortal and hardcore bands, too. Love it.
2: Yeah, so it's a very intense record that, like, a lot of people like to tag Roots with new metal, but I go as, as far as going to influence Norwegian black metal as influence. Um, stuff like Malakash, which is Middle Eastern metal, and all the hardcore guys. Yeah, they love it, they love it too. It all and and uh, Crowmags and and Biohazard. And Just the uh,
1: rhythm, the guitars, to me too, like really has a little bit of that hardcore feel too. And, uh, yeah, especially stuff like Speedy. Yeah, sp- it's got a little Speedy
2: spit and stray hate. Those are more like the punk stuff of roots. Uh, so it was a fun record to make. It was definitely. Um, was Definitely a risk kind of an album. I, I remember that the, the, the roadrunner was the owner was Case Wessel at that time. And we had oh, meeting, yeah, we had a meeting with, with Case and Monty where I had to explain the vision of Roots for them. And he did not like it at all. He was like, completely, like, What? No, you can't do this. <laughs> like, it sounds like a reggae compilation forced to start. Interesting. So I was like, No, but I was like, I'm gonna change the name Roots, I'm gonna make the name Roots metal. I tried to convince him that <laughs> he wasn't buying it. And then he goes, What does a metal band go with, with a bunch of naked Indians? I don't understand what you're <laughs> doing. You know, and I'm like, No, oh, man, we're missing the point. We're going back. We're showing something new to metal. This has never been done before.
1: Or your flavor. Your particular brand at this right. point. Yeah, something so, that you've so, developed into. So there
2: was a battle to convince Roadrunner. And he pretty much stay out of it. It's like, do whatever you want to do. I, I hope it's, as long as it's success.
1: A good A&R. That's why A&R. Monty Connor is an amazing a So,
2: uh, they let us do what we want and we did what we want. Roots <laughs> is exactly what we want. The only thing I would change uh, right now, if I could go back in time, is the end of Roots, which is on my demo that I wrote the song for a track. Had a fast ending, which was kickass. Yeah. It ended hardcore. And on the album, we, d- we didn't do that, but we do it live so we can watch it tonight. Well, I'm excited to see it tonight.
1: <laughs> well, did you think did you think at th- at that time and I know with it being a risk and something that you know you kind of took a little bit of a gamble on, did you think that it would that it would definitely like turn out to be such a success?
2: Nah, it, in fact, we always felt like 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 failures. <laughs> always made us feel like failures. Uh, Damn time. you. <laughs> yeah, Me too, you if it makes you know, feel any
1: better. <laughs> it, w- it was
2: never we were never like oh you're doing great or none of that. It was always like like they never got too excited, and um I, I thought we we're doing a pretty, pretty cool thing. We just did the, the, the idea of the record, and I think the, the going to the tribe—that's never been done in metal before. I knew that, and I was like so excited about that. It's like this is so cool. This is like it's never been done before, and, and it still and to it's me hasn't
1: been done. done in the same way. You know, El Nino, El right. Nino infringed on it a little bit. Like right. they they were the only other band that i can say it, yes. really injected real sounds yeah
2: yeah but it's like there's there, there's there's a lot of magic about roots that was like done like we tapped in in a real we went with a, with a tribe in the tribe recorded with them and did a song with them and uh
1: in the trenches
2: yeah man like that that stuff wasn't heard of at that time. Nobody does records like that. No. Nobody that I knew stop in the middle of a record and go to a tribe. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like insane. It's insane idea, but it was exciting as hell. I tell you, when we brought the tapes back and we had the Indians on tape with us and we knew that's going to be in the centerpiece of the album, everybody was just super excited.
1: It made so it a cultural knew, sample. yeah.
2: I knew it was going to be something special. I had a feeling about the album. Like I didn't knew it was going to be that, special like um, people's favorite album like dave grows Bruce is one of his favorite albums of all time type shit. he's the best i, I never <laughs> knew it's gonna be that deep you yeah. know but i knew it was special yeah something about it was was um telling me that that this record has something about it that's that's really cool um I, you know you, you just can feel it when you're doing records sometimes after doing that for so many years You kind of can feel it when a record has something special and when it doesn't, you know.
1: And you took a chance and you stuck by your guns. We did.
2: We (laughs) did, you know, and I think it paid off in the end. Because now, 20 years later, it's super...
1: um, It's culturally relevant, for sure.
2: It's a very special... But, you know, I have to say, not everybody loved Roots at at first. Uh, There was a lot of negative stuff, too, which we always had it. You know, well,
1: when you're um, a band for so long too already, and people have, have a preconceived notion. Yeah. Like,
2: you know, I learned early, like when we did, when we recorded Best Devastation, people called us sold out because we were not a demo band anymore. <laughs> so gotta live
1: out of the gutter sometimes, what's you know.
2: What the fuck am I supposed to do? I'm not <laughs> in a demo anymore. I mean, I'm recording now. I'm a, I'm on vinyl now. Are oh, you sold out? You're on vinyl. I'll be that. Really, uh, you know, I I guess that, that's that's what you think. Good for you. you know? Let it be. I can't let like those people influence me to stop doing what I do. I can't. I I refuse you. So it's really just believe in your heart and what you you think is right and do it. And and that's what I've been doing my whole life until now. Yeah. I I will forever do it, you know.
1: And you've been touring, making albums, with various different projects your entire life. What's a piece of advice, uh, just to kind of close this, what's a piece of advice you would give a younger band, because we were talking about, like, you know, just younger kids kind of coming up in the scene now. What's a piece of advice you would give them to have that endurance and to really have that perseverance to stick out that life and to really, like, to get through all those little humps?
2: Well, I think uh, find... Loyal people, I think loyalty is big for me. For sure. Integrity and stuff like that, you know, and uh, find loyal people to work for you and the people that you love and uh, do for for the love of music, not for anything else. Don't think you're going to get it. No, It's not for the money. You know, maybe later you make money, but in the beginning, it's definitely not going to oh be. Oh, yeah. Money.
1: No matter who you are, it's so definitely lot a tough one. A lot
2: of top ramen, you know, a <laughs> lot, of, lot of top ramen and, and uh, pork rinds. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I mean, we slept on stage, and we did it all, we did it all, man, you know, and uh, so, uh, but, but that stuff is good, it's good to have that, you know, b- I think bands that don't have that are lacking, they lack that, the stuff that make you tough. You the suffering is the good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's good, it's good for character, it's good It's good for, for, for lyrics, to put on your lyrics, what you're living is stuff like Inner Self, I sang it on Beneath the Remains, you know, and um, so my, my best advice, and I don't think I have to do much because I've seen a lot of the new stuff coming out, and, and it's damn good, and I'm damn proud of it, you know, stuff like Homewrecker, um, you, you know, Harm's Way, Full of Hell. It's, it's exciting that there are people making that music right now. You know, for me, gives me hope for metal. It's, it's great.
1: To carry the tradition on.
2: Exactly, and I think it's um, what's cool is that I'm actually influenced by those bands now, and, and some of them were influenced by me, like, years ago. Oh, worship and
1: trivia back and forth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So
2: uh, there's, uh, there's a little bit of that, which I think is really cool. Awesome. Uh, I remember when Todd wrote me a letter when I first met him, and uh, and I got the nail stuff. He sent me a package with a nail st- mm-hmm. bunch of nail stitch, probably this one. And uh, and then in the letter, he said, by the way, when you listen to Unsilent Death, we borrow the territory riff. Is that Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, he just wants to make it's sure. Got to, got to clear I'm that not out. I'm gonna sue you. I'm not Trump. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Shots fired yeah. by Max. Well, I want to thank you so much uh, for your time here. You're awesome as hell, um, and I'm really excited to see it tonight for sure. This and thanks, thanks for rocking out with Revolver Magazine. Right on. Right. The world's loudest podcast. I'm your host Zena. I'm sitting on this beautiful bus with Oni. Oni, I like that name actually. Oni. Oni. It sounds like a really hot fragrance actually. I Sick. I've heard that <laughs> Now <there's laughs> that you say that, it that works. That makes sense. sense. Yo, listen. You guys can be a uh, 360 brand. Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> not quite
3: there yet.
1: <laughs> You'll be there. You'll be there. They are on this 20th anniversary roots tour with uh, not quite Sepultura. Not quite Sepultura. The best
4: parts. Yeah,
1: the best parts of Sepultura.
4: Max and Igor returning to roots.
1: Yeah, family keeping things real.
4: It's awesome, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and you guys, you know, this, so you're telling me this isn't your first full fledged tour, but no. this is kind of amazing that you have your own bus, to be honest. Like, I'm impressed by that. And this is like a pretty baller bus. Um, what's it like to be on the road? You guys have grounded out. What's it like to be on the road and playing such progressive music? Because the music that you guys do is very froggy.
4: It's been great you know um, the audiences have been amazing really receptive to our sound even though we're so different from what the Cavaleras are playing every night and uh it's just a nice diverse metal tour you know you have Combi Christ doing their thing and Yeti so So many different styles but uh you know we're all going over really well with the crowds every night the turnouts have been uh bigger than our last tour and been selling a lot of merch so we can't complain the bus has been awesome it let us down a few (laughs) times uh, power outages and breakdowns and everything. It's like a bad
1: girlfriend, man. I yeah. was, I was bringing you the worst parts, right? Yeah.
4: So whatever, but we've been good. We've it's uh it's all been great. And uh, yeah, the tour has been just awesome. been meeting a lot of new friends.
1: Well, this is all leading up to your releasing an album in yeah. November, your metal, Metal Blade debut, let's mm-hmm. just say. And Metal Blade, Metal Blade has an obviously a crazy history and Slagle's man. Um, but they have such a diverse roster, actually. They have a band called Mother Feather that I actually interviewed not so long ago, which is like a, du- a rock duo from New York. You know, they have like some of the bigger metal acts too, and they have, you know, bands like you guys that have a little bit more of like a progressive feel. Um, what's it like to be, to, what was it like to be signed to Metal Blade Records? Like, what was your, the thought that went through your head when you're like, fuck, this is kind of awesome.
4: Dream come true instantly. You know, it's just an honor to be in the same breath as so many great bands that I've personally looked up to my whole life. You know, they've been really supportive. Um uh in every sense of the word, you know, they've given us more than we could ever ask for already. And um, I'm just stoked to see the relationship grow and see what happens with my band.
1: <laughs> see how the seeds germinate, right? What are some of the what are some of the acts that really help to get you into metal and really bring you into this world? It's a tough question. Give me some of your acts.
4: <laughs> I'm a big slipknot. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's my personal one.
1: Like sure. OG Slipknot? Yeah, OG Slipknot. I would have never actually guessed in the context of your music.
4: Okay, yeah, that makes sense. There you go. We're all, uh, you know, um, our music is just a collective of all of us, you know, so like... the piece I'm, You're I'm, the pieces I'm of the puzzle. I'm one out of the six, <laughs>
5: exactly,
1: yeah. What about you guys? Because they're silent also because our, our positioning here is going to...
5: No, that's <laughs> all good. Um, we d- uh, Slipknot for me as well, and um, definitely that heavier vein of... Um, New Metal this was around when I was like, in high school, and then it was uh, Machine
1: Head. All right, machine <laughs> <laughs> I love Machine Head actually, machine,
5: but also the Corn, System of Down, um, all those kind of bands. And then, uh, when we first started hearing bands like Dream Dream Theater, that really got us playing more like that. But our we still listen to the heavy stuff, so it's kind of nice to. Bring them both together
1: well it's almost like sport <laughs> in yeah, a way yeah. like to <laughs> exactly. be able to produce music on that level like it is like sport you have to like have the technical proficiency
5: yeah you do and thank you for yes. saying so i've been talking about it a lot in my and life throw down live.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and a throw down live chase get pasta
3: Definitely started out with like deftones slipknot corn
1: i love that you mentioned deftones because they're one of my favorite bands of all time
3: they were pretty much the first metal band i ever listened to which like got me into all the other metal bands and then i became a big Megadeth guy which brought me into dream theater and then i started listening to between the buried and me and Contortionist and the newer um, progressive bands, um, Lamb of God, Children of Bodom, and then just like other tons of other kinds of music that I try and like bring into our sound. <laughs>
1: Everybody, everybody's got their gateway yeah, drive. it's yeah. not all metal. It's yeah. not all metal. Yeah, what what would people be surprised to know that you listen to that's not metal? Funk. Oh yeah, like yeah. what? What do you? I saw Primus last weekend actually, oh, which fuck, is yeah. fucking well, they're, they're, I, I amazing. I
4: consider see, I, I consider them metal. They're metal, they're but they have top. a lot of funky, but, uh, yeah. But, well, yeah, punk, It was a pop, hippie fest. Funk, jazz, classical. Man, you name it. When yeah. nobody's looking
1: True and you guys Daddy are rocking out on the bus, <laughs> what shitty, what shitty, crazy music, what's, like, your, your guilty pleasure?
3: I've been, like, rocking out to a lot of Mr. Bungle. Oh! And then, uh, <laughs> the Dirty Loops. And dirty you're loops. in California, too. Yeah. yeah. My biggest uh, dirty ple- um, guilty pleasure, I would say, was nowhere. There's this, like... Techno, um, like, kind of techno pop duo that's really technical and jazzy at the same time. And if I blast that, some of the other guys like toss a look my way. But I love it. <laughs> it's probably <laughs> me. <laughs> 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 no, it's, totally
1: Let your freak flag fly. <laughs> so, what do you? What's on the horizon for the rest of the year, other than releasing the album? So, talk. Let's talk about the album a little bit. Let's 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 chat about the Dude, album.
4: The album right next to you. Oh wow! It's beautiful. I gaze love- at it. Just look at it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the the art actually on the cover is pretty you, stark. You know, yeah. You know, look at
4: the back. Randy Bly took that photo <laughs> of the Iron Choice.
1: Randy is just a man of all, like, a man of all trades, he, he, seriously.
4: He's an Oni dude.
1: He's also become a really amazing photographer, I gotta admit. Yeah, yeah.
4: that's a great photo. And ball, he's huh?
1: on the album as well, right? Yeah,
4: he, he features on one of the songs.
1: So what's that like to have Randy? I mean, Randy's a fucking beast, and he's a legend. Like, just think about what he's been through in the last ten years, too. Like, the man oh, has made music and been through a lot of he has stories. big <laughs> strife.
4: Oh, oh yeah. What's it um, like
1: to have him on your album, though? Like, not, not everybody gets well, that um, opportunity. I'm a
4: huge Lamb of God fan, so for me, it's pretty cool. Um, when I first met him, fanboy pretty hard, not gonna lie. But you know, now we're, <laughs> we're bros, and uh, we hang out and you know, whatever. He he's, he's he loves the album. Uh, yeah. And he's got still, a great sense of it. humor. Yeah, he's a cool guy. He's really cool. Yeah, a, very a very funny guy. Yeah.
1: So, what do you guys got lined up for the rest of the year? You're gonna be doing some more tours. Like, where can fans come out and see you and really experience it can Come out.
4: We'll be hitting up North America again on the I Worship Chaos Tour with Ex Mortis and Children of Bodom.
1: Oh, Bodom.
4: And uh, that'll be quite the fucking awesome time. <laughs> uh, a bath is on there as well. <laughs> a bath which is, is also very exciting. Yes. Oh, it's going to be great. And then uh, we'll be in the UK after that with Devil You Know. Total Homies with them. We went oh, on a tour yeah. with them earlier.
1: Howard's the Yeah, Howard Howard's <laughs> a
4: good guy. He loves Assassin's Creed.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, so you guys play? Is that we what so?
4: We, we game from time to time.
1: Ah, well, give it yeah, give me a little like glimpse of that. So what's the deal with the game? And do you game with like other other rock people? Yes,
4: we do. Um,
1: bus to bus.
4: Yeah, some fucking rivalries. Uh, Nick, bass player from All Hilly Yeti and me, uh, throwing down some Mortal Kombat the other day. <laughs> it's uh, a little. Those were some good matches. It's yeah. pretty <laughs> pretty competitive, man.
1: Blow off a little steam that way. Yeah. Combi Christ crew came yep. in and played, yep. too. Yep.
4: Uh, guitar techs and one of the drummers there came by. and it's, it's been great.
1: What do you guys do when you're not on the road and you're not out and about?
4: Different stuff. Like, I'm a family man, so I just kind of... Are you? Yeah, I just hang out with my daughter and my fiancé. Um, I have two dogs... Love, like, just kind of relaxing and watching TV when I'm at home, to be honest. I know that sounds boring. but yeah, No, but that sounds like a road. fucking an dream. animal, so when I go home, it's like, fuck, I, I just don't want to, like, scream or just, like, fucking sleep for a while. You know, that's me. Um,
1: but I think that's a lot of people, actually. This, this guy next yeah. to me
4: is a renaissance man, so I don't know. He, his life's more adventurous.
3: I just try and jam with my friends. I have, like, a church gig that I play once a week. It's really oh,
1: fun. yeah? Yeah, downtown that, L.A. That is, like, a quick that's a really stark difference for <laughs> like
3: yeah from metal to go play with them but it's it's all just a totally different experience and great to come home and like do that while i'm not on the road
1: well if you're a musician you have to do a little bit of everything right yeah for sure what about you what's your your skeletons in the closet
5: uh there's not many there I, I pretty much just uh tr- practice try and write new material uh work with some new patches creating new sounds and of course like seeing the Family and friends I haven't seen in a while.
1: Have a beer or two, yeah. <laughs> oh, that as he's motioning right now.
5: That goes without saying, really.
1: <laughs> I mean, exactly. Why are we alive if we're not? Right, <laughs> if right. we're not like giving into our vices every now and then, or every day, whatever the case is. No, uh,
5: usually some detox has to happen when we get off the road. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we so are lovely. in California, so we got the good stuff here, you know. <laughs> um, I want to. Well, I want to thank you guys. What's the name of the album? Just l- let people know the name am of the sure. album. And Sure. Um, and where can they find you online? theoniband.com Unlock. Oni. The The fragrance. The only, only (laughs) fragrance. (laughs) Thank you so much, guys. I can't wait to go check you out tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you. way well shit I don't really know what does what's up your host Zena here thanks so much for rocking out with us on the revolver magazine podcast if you didn't know the world's Lattice podcast and i want to know what new music is exciting you man hit us up through socials at revolver mag across the board let us know what is getting underneath your skin because you never know we can go out and interview them and find out more about them man if you have some dough and you want to pony it up head out to our revolver music Awards. going to be out in new york city on december 13th we have a stack lineup including the one, the only, Megadeth co-hosted by my ex-boss, Jose Mangan. We got Zach Wilde up, Lacuna Coil, Stitched Up Heart, and a ton of other all-star jams headed to take over your life. Well, thank you so much for listening to us. Make sure to subscribe. want to thank DW Drums, coolest dudes there, man, and always keeping the lights on for us as well as Zoom mics that we record this lovely podcast on. I'm going to be out of here. Thanks so much for rocking out.